This 2024 Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum preview edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And there's only a few days left to get 15% off of everything in the SGPN merch store with the promo code PLAYOFFS. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Happy race week, everybody. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, And for the first time since the track closed up at Phoenix, we can say it's race week, baby. Oh, it's race week, Rod. Oh, I've been looking so forward to this. It's been a long, grueling offseason. Slugging away, counting down the days. It's finally here. We are talking about a race taking place this weekend. God, watching that, uh, the NFC championship game. I know you had some other things on your mind uh, watching (laughs) that, but seeing the commercials for the Daytona 500 for the clash, just getting me so freaking pumped up. Tomorrow, Tuesday the 30th, the Netflix series comes out. um, So I will be busy tomorrow night binge watching that entire thing, I'm sure. Uh, Super pumped for that. That looks like so much fun. It's all here. We've we finally made it, and I am so freaking pumped. Indeed. If you have been living under a rock, of course, the Bush Light Clash of the Coliseum is happening this weekend at the L.A. Coliseum. Odds are already out. We will be definitely giving you our picks uh, later on this week. Probably tomorrow, I think, is what we're going to plan on. But today, uh, we're just going to kind of get you a, a quick overview of the race this year. Kind of touch on some of the, the things to look at as we go into this week. Obviously, DFS will be happening as well. Uh, we'll. We'll probably hit on some fantasy implications as well, if there is any. Uh, probably not, but, I mean, DFS. And uh, we'd like to get some underdog uh, some plays out there as well, too. So, Lots of stuff to cover for the Bushlight Clash, but I mean, listen, the crazy thing about this is that we are here, we are now discussing cars on track, we are now discussing how we're going to approach betting uh, for for a weekly race for the first time in forever, and I'm pumped, man, I can't wait to do this. Yeah, just so glad to get back into it. Um, I, I really have missed it. 
it's so much fun to break down these races, prep for them, make the bets. Obviously, then cap the bets and, and start doing it all over again the next week. So about to get through next week. Some some small football game, I guess, going on. That'll, that'll hold us over, and then we'll be back at it for Daytona. But, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, outrights are out right now. We're still waiting on the prop market and, and the rest of everything, so hoping to see that later this evening, maybe tomorrow. Um, that way we can hopefully have a pick show tomorrow, ideally. So, yeah, I'm excited to, to talk about it, break it down. Obviously, <laughs> we can have this whole episode basically marked for uh, covering – the format of the clash because it, it takes about that long to figure it all out. Yeah, we were gonna try to we were gonna try to cram some picks in on this one as well too. We were like, you know what? Probably not a good idea because we're gonna take a while to explain how this race even shakes out in the first place. And and listen, maybe maybe just maybe we get some better odds. As you can figure right now, these are sort of super speedway esque odds. Uh, as you're looking, the lowest guy on the board, and, and like I said, we're not going to hit too deep into this, but the, the lowest guy on the board with the shortest odds is Martin Truex Jr. with plus 850 to win this clash. So, again, we're talking we're talking some super speedway style odds on this track. Yeah, a little bit surprised by that. I mean, yeah, obviously, we're, we'll, we can kind of break down maybe some of the, the outright favorites and stuff too, but bigger numbers than I would have thought, even though there is a lot of unknowns kind of going into this race yeah and and unknowns but no one's at the same time right i mean we we got to we've got a feel for this we've done it a couple of years already we kind of know how this is going to go so that's what i'm saying I, I feel like it's a little bit uh odd that that these are as big as they are and uh i mean maybe we almost should have them jump on it now uh obviously tuesday will hopefully they don't shift too much before tuesday but yeah so this is a two-day event Right there's going to be a lot of stuff going on on Saturday, and then of course the main the main thrust of it will happen on Sunday. But yeah, Saturday's pretty jam packed, man. It it starts with the gates opening at the Coliseum at ten o'clock. Yeah, and again Saturday, if you're in the area, completely free to get in. Uh, NASCAR did the right thing there. Originally was not going to have any fans in. Did the 180 on that. Just lucky for for everyone involved, and uh, you don't even have to have a ticket to get in. So if you're in the area, definitely stop over there and and, and do it. Obviously, this is, uh, of course, if you're newer to NASCAR, you're just checking it out. Uh, Quarter-mile track they built inside the L.A. Coliseum. Uh, this is on top of the football field where USC plays. Uh, it, it is the famed L.A. Memorial Coliseum. So uh, pretty awesome what they do. Pretty awesome how they, they get this temporary track in there. Uh, looks like a normal racetrack, and then it'll be ripped up again next week. And you know, we'll see if they – this will be the third year doing it, so – I don't know if they're going to keep doing it after this, but uh, yeah, super pumped. Yeah, and there's no guarantee, like you said, that this is going to be here again for this because this is it. This is the final year of their agreement, I suppose, uh, with the yeah, Coliseum. I, yeah, I believe the original agreement was three years, so this would be the third year. So uh, that does that's not to say they won't extend it, especially if we don't have a track at Auto Club. Kind of a good way to keep in this market. Uh, so they may continue to put it here, but uh, this could be the final time we see it as well. So I'm curious, though, as to whether or not you think this would be a... I mean, this is an exhibition, obviously, as it as it is, as it stands now. But would there be any sort of room for this type of a, a actual race, a track, within the schedule itself? Or is this just, yeah, this is fun and all, and, and we'll keep it as something that won't count? Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that they couldn't make it work. It would be tough, though, because if you're going to have... You know, if you're going to make it a points race to get 36 cars on a track this small, 
it, it's going to be real crowded. I mean, we've already seen it can be disastrous. I mean, there's some passing, yes, but a lot of the passing is moving people out of the way. If that's in a points race, even more so. You look back over the last couple of years, you know, RFK hasn't even made the clash. I don't think – I'm pretty certain that both years they've not made the the actual main event. So, you know, that, not that they're the top tier of drivers, but one of the higher, you know, performing forward teams not even having anyone in the main event. Uh, I think it would be pretty tough. I, I think that, you know, if you wanted to move this to a Soldier Field or Yankee Stadium or, or wherever the place may be, again, I don't know the logistics of – getting it into those specific stadiums. I know the Coliseum is is laid out a little differently. Um, they've raced before in Soldier Field, so I'd assume they could do it again. Um, you know, and you wanted – it'd be hard to do that in, in January, in February. Uh, so you could make that like an all-star type of race, uh, obviously with the smaller field. I think that's definitely an option down the road. So uh, there's definitely options to incorporate these types of races in different scenarios. A points race would be real tough. Uh, not saying they couldn't do it. I mean, we did dirt, uh, you know, for for points races, and and we've done other weird, wacky stuff too. Um, you've got the super speedways, which are wild card races. This could just be another wild card race. Maybe you have some type of format where you award points. Um, you know, in I don't know, in the heat races or or in other ways. It, it would take some thought, but we've seen NASCAR's not afraid to try things, so. I definitely wouldn't say it's out of the question for sure. Yeah, again, it, it, just logistically speaking, it, I feel like it would be tough, and, and not to just that, but I, again, if we're going to move it around, we'd have. I feel like we'd have to keep it in one place. Like, there's no way we could just kind of make this a traveling circus because it'd just be way too difficult. Yeah. I think. I, don't I wouldn't put it past. I'd, well, it's so true. like three year deals seems to kind of be their thing, and I think three years is about the perfect sample on something, right? With Bristol Dirt, we got three years. The Chicago deal for the street course is three years. Gives you that first year, you get things up, you kind of figure it out. You get that second year to, you know, make adjustments from the first year, then the third year to kind of perfect it. At that point, everybody's kind of over it, ready for the next new thing. Um, so it seems like three years is kind of their deal. So, uh, and I think it'd be it's real tough to just go somewhere once uh, because you're not you're not giving them the opportunity to learn and and see how things went and fix something or change something or tweak something based on what you learn. So I think once would be tough. So you're probably doing things in a three-year spurt. So again, you know, if it's Yankee Stadium next, then maybe you go there for three years. You're not going to do that in February because it's too cold. you got the risk of snow, all these things. Uh, so maybe that's an all-star race. Again, it's it's different with things that could move around. You could always move the Bush Clash, like the all-star race I think should move every year, right? The Clash could move every year. You take it back to Daytona. You can send it some other places. You're going to have to stick to your warmer cities and, and warmer tracks, right? Your Phoenixes, your Homestead Miamis. Uh, there's plenty of, of southern tracks where I think you could get away with it with the weather. But, uh, yeah, a lot of moving parts if, if they wanted to do stuff. But not out of the question. I, I don't know. I, I The fan reactions mixed like everything in NASCAR, it seems like. There's always the old guard of they don't like anything new. And, and then, you know, we, I love it. I personally really enjoy it and, and i think it's been fun but who knows yeah we'll definitely be interested to see i mean it would be like if they made chicago a one and done i think the world would be uh out of, up in arms so definitely yeah. just, it on that. wouldn't be fair because you get the rain you get you know give it let's give it a chance to tweak some things what what didn't we like what can we adjust we need to start it earlier whatever the the deal is 
Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, we will start talking about this clash when we come back. But first, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite fantasy players' stats and cash in. You can win 100x with some spicy plays. You want a spicy play for the Super Bowl? I got one for you, my friends. Christian McCaffrey. Higher than one and a half rushing and receiving touchdowns. That dude is an ATM when it comes to scoring touchdowns. It's a spicy play right there if you take the higher than one and a half because I guarantee you he is going to do it. He'll probably score like six times. I don't even care. Uh, give me give me all the Christian McCaffrey touchdowns. So watch along. Make your picks. Maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code RACE, S-G-P-N, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code RACE, S-G-P-N. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you right now, I don't care what the, the number is set for on Chris McCaffrey's touchdowns. You take the higher than every single time. Yeah, it's uh man, guy's a machine. I mean, shit, you you go to like place a bet on him and he's like minus one twenty for two touchdowns every game at this point. So yeah, they might have to they might have to make it real spicy. And I think that's what you do is you make him like three or four touchdowns and put that that spicy multiplier on there for underdog. Rod's hitting it, whatever it is. So uh feel free to make that number as big as you want, underdog. <laughs> Just, just, I'm telling you right now, the higher than is all up on it. I, I, I'm all about it. So, uh, all right, Bush Clash, Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. Like we said, it's a two day event. There's so much going on. Like the first day is obviously uh, going to be the uh, NASCAR Mexico Series. So they're going to open the gates and then have uh, the NASCAR Mexico Series practicing, practicing, and qualifying um, right up until psh, most of the day. To be honest with you. Um, and then the, the practice group for that is going to be up until about five o'clock. So if you are in the area and you do want to go watch yourself some NASCAR Mexico practice and qualifying, uh, and, and practice for the all, or I'm sorry, the practice for the groups starts at three ten for, for, uh, the cup rather. But, uh, yeah, in the morning dedicated to NASCAR Mexico, that is going to be fun to watch too, Cody. We've been talking about that for a while and, you know, if we could get some odds on on that race, that would be fantastic too. Please, please give us some odds on NASCAR Mexico. I am dying to bet on that race. Yeah. Uh, so we keep an eye on that. But practice for the Cup Series uh, proper starts at three ten in the afternoon on Saturday. They'll practice for a couple of hours. They got three groups going for practice. This is where obviously you know you start to get it tuned in. You start to figure out what your car is going to do. Um, one of the, the few times anymore that they really do get to practice is on this. Uh, and, and that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a great opportunity to figure out what you have, work things out. I mean, we know Toyota and Ford are bringing new bodies this season. So there's a lot of things that they've changed there. Every program has made their offseason adjustments. This is kind of your chance to tweak things out, make sure things work. Uh, no practice at Daytona. So Hope it works this week because uh, you don't get to try it there. Um, but yeah, they're even making uh, so to, to start to get into the format of things here. Practice is actually going to be important because it's it's going to be the qualifying session. Um, so you'll have three practice sessions on Saturday with each of the four, up to forty entrants. I believe it's. I don't think there's been an official entry list at least at the time of recording this, but likely your thirty-six charter cars. Not usually any open cars enter in this one. 
Um, so split into three groups. Uh, each competitor's fastest lap time from the final practice session will determine the starting lineup for the first four heat races. Um, that's the first significant alteration of this event's format after the prior years featured the single round, single car qualifying to set the heat lineups. Um, so basically, you know, fastest person in practice, they sit on the pole for heat one, second fastest is on the pole for heat two, third fastest on the pole for heat three, fourth fastest on the pole for heat four, fifth fastest is then outside row one for, for the first heat and so on and so forth to fill up the four heats, obviously up to up to 10 per heat uh, if you were to get 40 entries. Uh, so likely you're going to get nine, obviously, with having most likely 36, uh, 36 entrants into this. I'm glad somebody else is doing the math on that one. I would <laughs> I would hate to be the one to keep track of all that nonsense. But um, but you're right, yeah. though. That I mean, that does make practice substantial. I mean, if you want, yeah. you want to be on the pole. You want to be the fastest person in, in practice. You want to be... The guy that is, we've seen, right, that the pole sitters in this race in particular stay out of trouble for the most part. I mean, obviously, with we had, what was it, Kyle, not Kyle Busch, who was it a couple of years ago that had the pole and, and sort of... Well, we've had a few that. people dumped from the lead in the past, but yeah. specifically in the heat races, I, I think it is extremely important because it's not going to be as, as hectic as the main event. There's less cars. You know, likely you're going to have nine cars out there is all, um, and there's not many transfer spots, as we'll get into in a second. You know, only one driver is actually locked into this thing to make the main event. So it doesn't matter if, if you're, you know, Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson or or Kyle Bush, you're not locked into this thing uh, right off the bat. So you've got to race your way in there. So going to be a very, very important to get the best starting position you can. And then obviously do what you can with it um, for the heat races. You're going to have uh, only green flag laps will count. Um, and I believe those are 25 laps for the heat races. So quick, I mean, a quarter mile, they go on this track very quickly. Um, so 25, very quick laps, only the green flag laps count, of course, um, no overtime allotment. Um, so obviously with your only counting out green flag laps, they don't really need overtime anyways. Um, top five finishers in each heat will automatically advance to Sunday night's main event. Um, and then if you're fifth or below, you're going to go to Sunday afternoon's 75 lap last chance qualifier. Um, yeah, so we can get into that next. I don't know if you want to take a break before we move on into the Sunday activities, Oh, the Sunday activities. Well, I mean, I kind of, I kind of also want to go through this, uh, this qual or the heat races and stuff like that as well, as far as, um, you know, obviously we're going to give you the odds of what we got right now, but in some cases, right? I mean, this is this is an instance where we may have to keep an eye also on practice and qualifying, which is why it's important to to be in the Discord because as these things shake out, you know, again, a guy who we thought maybe the Martin Truex Jr. right, who we just said is is the favorite uh, right now to win, maybe he has a couple of very bad bad qualifying sessions and you know barely makes the field. Well, what does that do to his odds? Does it does it make him better? Does it make him? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to keep an eye also on that for uh, yeah. for what I, that's going to uh, do. I envision these odds shifting dramatically throughout the weekend. So we're going to have our opportunities tomorrow. And when we do our pick show tomorrow, that's probably where you're going to get a lot of the value, right? Because if you, you can find someone ahead of time, like a Ryan Priest to be the top forward, say, like we had last year, 33 to 1, and you get in on that early, and then Ryan Breeze comes out, he shows up the field, and he's starting up front. You're not going to get that number anymore. So 
but things are going to shift around. There's going to be other guys, uh, you know, and, and maybe it is a Martin Truex Jr., like you said, or one of these favorites that doesn't qualify or, or start as good. Their number drops. Maybe that's the right time to get in on them. So, yeah, again, be in the Discord, the, the conversations. It's already starting to ramp back up. Everybody's getting excited. So uh, once we get into these, where the, where the race weekend is happening, things move very quickly in there, which I always enjoy. As do I. You know what I also enjoy? Being right. And Cut Social will give you a chance to be right. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Now you're not taking on the books. You're taking on that dude sitting next to you in the bar who's just come or, or he's saying how much he knows about sports and politics and all kinds of other stuff he's over there bragging well you get to have him put his money where his mouth is by heading to cut and betting socially it's a peer-to-peer social betting network it's new it's a better way to bet you can bet directly against friends or that dude across the bar on sports politics pop culture anything else it's got a verifiable outcome plus Tons of social features that give it the feel of a betting social network. Not to mention, Cut offers the lowest VIG and fully customizable odds. That means you can create your own bets. How awesome is that? Also, Cut handles the payment side of things. So you bet that dude across the bar. You don't got to know where he lives. You don't got to chase him down when you win. All you got to do is just let Cut handle it. They'll pay you as well. Social features included like group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and so much more. You get rewards too. Get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Reminder that Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head to Cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven, parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code sgpn to get 50 percent off of your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets we are running out of time only a couple of days left for you to get your sgpn merch your favorite racing gambling podcast merch out there and if you do it now i'm gonna give you a promo code that'll get you 15% off of all the items all this month which again is only a couple of days left use promo code playoffs to get 15% off all items all month long we're in a heated battle with every other show in the network to try to sell the most merch move the most merch we need to win that we need to win it because we need to show that NASCAR is a powerhouse you guys are a powerhouse so make sure you go buy your merch right this instant use that promo code playoffs for 50% off all items all month i did that because i was grabbing this This i was gonna say what (laughs) what was up with the pause there this this is my brand new sgpn uh uh tote bag it's fantastic i just got it today literally just got it in the mail a few hours ago so i am stoked to have that my uh Refs or terrorist shirt on. I've got my SGPN mug. There this, by the way, this. is an SGPN hoodie. Oh, shit. Look at that. So, uh, yeah. Nice. I mean, 
Oh, we're well, all, I talk about being a couple all man. swagged out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, okay, back to the clash. Let's uh, let's talk about Sunday because Sunday is when the fun really begins. Yes. Okay. So real quick, back to the heat races. Uh, it's going to be the same uh, way to determine the starting lineup for the main feature as for as with the the qualifying deal. So the heat one race winner starts on the pole for the the main event the heat two race winners second the heat three winners third the heat four winners fourth and then you know fifth place will be the heat one second place heat two second place heat three second place so on and so forth um and then what makes those heat races even more um important is so you get the five guys that advance from each one so you're going to have again we're assuming there's nine per per heat most likely so that's going to leave you four per per heat race that don't make the main event. They'll go to the last chance qualifier. So that's going to give you tw- <laughs> that's a lot of math, Rod. Four times four, that's 16, right? <laughs> uh, so you're going to have 16 guys in this last chance qualifier. That's going to be Sunday afternoon, 75 laps. Um, starting position will again be determined by the finishing order from the heat races. So if you finish sixth in the heat one, you're going to start on the pole. Six and he two, you'll be second, so on and so forth. Um, 75 laps. Uh, again, only green flag laps will count. And Rod, only the top two finishers out of 16 drivers, only the top two advance. This race is going to be full of calamity. I mean, if if you've got a chance to move someone, you've got to do it because only two spots pay, only two spots put you in the main event. And we've seen it these last few years. There is going to be good drivers. I mean, you think about the field, right? And you think about the 16, 16 worst drivers, you know, you're getting some pretty decent cars still back there. And, and that's if only the 16 bottom teams don't make it right. You end, you're going to end up with some other top tier drivers in that, uh, in that group as well. Uh, so that is going to, to make for some crazy, uh, crazy, crazy racing, I think. Um, so then the last chance qualifiers will start 21st and 22nd respectively um in the main event then later on sunday um and then like i mentioned only green flag laps will count again no overtime for that one as well oh wow you know i'm telling you right now i all i'm seeing in my uh in my head is when um i think it was jim nance in in basketball when he's explaining the playoffs uh, in, in how they're, you know, the Northwest division meets the South central, but, and then they do sack races until a winner is, is crowned. Well, remember when you wanted to try and fit this into five minutes the other day on the podcast round, I told you, I was like, let's do it, but there, you can't do it. Um, yeah, it's just, there's so much going on and we're not even done yet, Ron. There's no, more to it. No, there's definitely more to it. And then, and what's crazy is that that's just to get to the race itself. Like that's, well, you've got so then you've got one final spot, the twenty third and final position on the grid. This is going to be the um, gosh, what are they? What are they? Provisional, basically. So you've got a provisional, and it goes to the highest finishing points person from twenty twenty three. So Ryan Blaney is locked into the main event, no matter what happens. Uh, he can use that. So if he doesn't make it through his heat race, you may see him start the last chance qualifier, pull in to the pits right away, and just use that. What we've seen the last few years is whichever driver ends up being the one that's going to use that, they basically don't run the last chance qualifier because why would you? So 
you know, as you go, as we get to that qualifier, you know, if Blaney's made it into the heat race, you know, second place, then in the points would have the opportunity, then third, then fourth, then fifth, just so on and so forth down until you get to the highest person. Um, obviously, if that person does race the last chance qualifier and they qualify in that way, it would go down to the next person uh, on the, the default list there of the points last year. So that'll be for the 23rd and final um, event. So again, Ryan Blaney, the only driver out of the entire field that is guaranteed a spot in the main event for Sunday evening. Oh, that is just, I mean. So that's how we get to our 23 starters for this uh, this big race. Yeah, but then we've actually got to race the race, which is, you know, again, in and of itself, a, a fiasco as well. So, <laughs> I mean, so, okay, as we, as we go through the qualifying way and everything like that, what we've seen over the last couple of seasons, too, is that this race tends to just take on a, a free-for-all mentality almost immediately. And so, you know, obviously the, the, you can win from anywhere because it's such a short track and it's, you know, if you get in the right position at the right time, it's one thing. So again, which is why, why I suppose that there's super speedway. I don't remember. I should have pulled up the, the odds from last season as far as what we were looking at, but I feel like it was similar. And I, I know the yeah. first year was definitely, uh, well, yeah, I think the first year might have even been crazier just because so many unknowns. And there's still a lot of unknowns. This isn't uh, just this one just doesn't pan out to be where you come in and you've got one guy circled like, oh, yeah, Kyle Larson is is the best on this one or Martin Tricks Jr. is the best on this. Sure, Martin won last year, but, you know, you look back over the years and, and just a lot goes on in this race, right? It's 150 laps. Again, only the green flag laps count. Um, and while the laps tick off quickly, that's still a lot of laps, especially if you start getting some wrecks. What I noticed looking back at last season, we'd get stretches of long green flag runs. Then you get bunched up. Then you have a caution, a quick caution or two. So you're not taking very many laps off. You're resetting the field, you're resetting the field and all of that. Um, we've seen guys get dumped for the lead. Uh, you know, J uh, Justin Haley was probably going to win this one two years ago. I think it was Kyle Larson just dumped him near the end of that. Bubba Wallace was doing really well last year, got dumped. I think Reddick got dumped out of the lead at one point. Um, it's it's very short track racing, and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get the beating and banging right. Uh, it's not a huge wreck fest. You know, that's kind of a little bit the mentality of it, but it's not. If you look back, it, it really it hasn't been too crazy. Uh, but there is going to be the fair share of things, and and don't count your bets until until things are settled at the end, right? Because it doesn't take much on a track this small to catch someone quickly and, and you know, put the bumper to them, move them out of the way, whatever the case may be. And and you might have the right guy picked. And then, you know, he ends up getting taken out. He ends up in the wall late because of, of whatever happens. So uh, yeah, it, it will be all very interesting. A couple of things to note too, you know, make sure you're checking with your books on what the rules are. Maybe we'll talk about this a little more tomorrow when we're giving out the picks, but you know, if you bet someone to finish in the top 10 and they don't make the race, you know, are you going to get refunded on that? A couple schools of thought with that, you could maybe wait and see who gets in the race. Hope the books reoffer those things, of course, because that's not necessarily a given either. Um, so make sure you're just paying attention to that stuff. Make sure you're, you're looking at that. Same with betting an outright winner. You know, if you want to take a long shot, maybe they don't make the race. Will you get refunded on that? Um, for sure. Be look at it. And then we'll touch on DFS later in the week, but I mean, you're going to have to wait until basically, you know, Sunday after the last chance qualifier during the NASCAR Mexico race 
that's going to be when you're going to want to set your lineups because you're not going to know everyone in the field. You're going to know where everybody's starting until then. And, of course, the pit stop strategies are out the window because, again, there's yeah. not... There is none. There is none. That's that's the thing. There's no there's no stopping in and 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 changing tires and freshening up and and getting yourself ready. It's 150 laps, and that's it. I mean, if you and if you wreck, that's the thing too. Like if you wreck, that's that's You're essentially stuck in the middle of the track watching the rest of the race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're stuck right in the in the middle in the infield watching everything go by. So yeah, this is not this is not a, a typical short track race, nor is it a typical race by any stretch of the imagination. So. It's a lot of 150 laps and you're done. You know, that's really all there is to it. If there's a caution, which there have been a couple, right? There, There's, especially toward the end, there's a couple of, of cautions. Um, yeah, it, it bunches everybody back up again and then you're at another. The lap down situation, though, I don't, we didn't really see too many cars get like a lot of laps down. Um, in yeah, my well, you know, you only got 23 cars out there, and that's assuming everyone, you know, the, you're quickly going to lose a few cars here and there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think it got too strung out. I, I'm thinking back, I don't, I don't think it got too crazy um, last year as far as getting too deep into having lap cars. Again, it is a very short track. You've got less cars. That helps a lot. Um, and, and there are the 23 cars who have, or at least 22, have raced their way in. And then you get the one provisional guy who, who maybe didn't have quite a – a good day as far as getting into the event, of course. Um, but yeah, I don't think you'll get too far into that. You're going to see probably enough cautions that it's going to keep the field bunched back up. Um, and it, it's not easy to pass. A passing is possible. You go back and you look, Kyle Bush made a lot of really good passes last season, uh, kind of worked his way through the field. Um, so passing is definitely possible. But as we've seen just with short track racing in general and NASCAR over the last couple of seasons, it, it's not the easiest thing to do. And then another thing you have to take into account as well when you're thinking about betting on this at all is that it's an exhibition. And therefore, I mean, it's not as if they're not trying to win. I know we always talk about this, not going out with the mentality of winning because they all want to win and they all want to run well. And it's every time you step in a car, you want to prove that you're, you're the fastest race car out there. However, if something should go sideways, the urge to want to push the limits kind of subsides a little bit as you as you take the points away from this and say do i really 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 want to go ahead and and do this some drivers yeah maybe any hamlin's already quick to throw in the towel when things don't go his way uh but especially if it's an exhibition race is what rod's trying to say <laughs> pretty much i i was trying to go about it a different way but cody cody is always is a man of the people he'll just give it to certain you drivers who just will are much more willing to pull the plug sooner on the exhibition things but yeah. now these guys all want to win i mean really first i think first place is the only place that pays uh so there is that obviously you're out there for the sponsors you're out there for your team you're out there to to show up everyone they do have the beautiful podium presentation at the end they're doing that again this year incorporating the uh the f1 slash indy car open wheel stuff into it so uh that that can always be exciting i saw dirt lay model one our, i know our guy kyle armstrong will will uh know about this one but i saw the finish of the race was I don't, I don't even remember who it was it was jonathan davenport was involved i think he was leading somebody kind of bumped him you know got two cars got around him and then they're all standing there on the podium afterwards and you could tell like davenport's just super pissed off because he got dumped for the lead basically and he still has to stand up there so that can be exciting but 
I mean, it, it'd be more fun if they shoved each other off of the podiums every once in a while. Just got, <laughs> got a fight on the podium. This fight on the podium. I mean, look, Truex and, and Bush. Champagne right in his eyes. Oh, uh, that's that's probably the only payback you get, right? Is that champagne yeah. straight in that dude's face? Like, there's a passive aggressive way to 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 Suck let them know. <laughs> yeah, here, congratulations, buddy. Have some champagne and a lot of it. Um, no, again, so really, ultimately, at the end of the day. Just understand that we're kind of we're approaching this as we would a super speedway, an all star race. Don't go crazy. Um, we're gonna give you who we think is gonna win, but anything can and will happen. You know, three years on this track and we still don't necessarily know how it's gonna play out. Speak for yourself, Rod. Oh, just oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Cody knows exactly where he's going with this pick, so bet the house on that. I, one. I got a peek at the script, but uh, oh, I won't share too much. The script. I'm so <laughs> over the script. If the script was the script, the Niners wouldn't be playing. It would be the Chiefs and the Lions. I know. Dude, the script thing is, is so hilarious because it's always the same people like, oh, the, this uh, news station leaked and it's going to be Ravens 49ers. And then and then they're the same people who are posting like, oh, the refs just wanted the, the NFL wanted the Chiefs to win. And it's like, well, which one is it? <laughs> you got to pick one here, buddy. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's scripted that I know of is the WWE, and that's about as far as it goes. Which, Let alone the, having a quarterback, you know, being chased by a 300-pound man, throw it off his back foot, and the receiver catches it on his fingertips. Yeah, it's all scripted for sure. Yeah, totally <laughs> scripted. Whatever. Just like NASCAR. NASCAR scripted. Don't even worry about betting it. We all we all know it's fake. But um, All right, so that's... I mean, that's the clash. That's that's essentially what we're looking at. Um, obviously, like we said, uh, we'll, we'll give you some of our picks as far as what to look for uh, odds-wise on the outrights. Hopefully, we get some tonight over the night where we'll uh, be able to give you some more like prop-style betting on it. But, um, you know, really in the meantime, just this is for you to digest what we're up against and what we're doing uh, as far as the, the clash is concerned. So is there any other any other points you want to bring up before we... No, I think that's really it. I think it just this this format is special. It's specific, so it kind of needed its own. Uh, you know, obviously every week we don't necessarily set up the race this way, but this being a little bit different than your normal race week, I think it deserved to be talked about, deserved to explain the format and everything. Uh, just looking at the the odds board, uh, like you had mentioned, at least the race winner odds are out right now. Martin Truex Jr. seen him a plus eight fifty. Then it's Larson a plus nine fifty. Everybody's ten to one or farther after that. William Byron, Kyle Busch. Logano, Blaney, Hamlin, Bell, Elliott, Keselowski, Reddick, Priest, um, Chastain, and then you're kind of getting into twenty to ones after that. So that's kind of a, just a quick rundown of of what the odds are looking like right now. Again, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, hopefully a full slate. Sounds like from our uh, our DraftKings insider, we should hopefully have a, a full slate of odds uh, available for us tomorrow. So also, if you want to check out uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, the thirtieth edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the main show. I believe uh, Rod and I might be making a guest appearance on that. Uh, I believe that's scheduled for 11 o'clock or 11, was it 11.30 Eastern? It's 8 o'clock, my, 8.30 my time. That, 8.30 that your much time, 10.30 my time, which means it's 11.30 Eastern time. If you're in the mountain time, you can figure it out from there. <laughs> yeah, I, all I'm saying is that if you're on the East Coast, go ahead and prepare for a, a nice late night yeah, uh, <laughs> NASCAR show with us. Yes. But, that's gonna be a lot of fun I'm, I'm glad that they're embracing us even more i mean they have the whole time but uh yeah gonna have us on for the clash this week might be if we do all right might be back for the daytona 500 in a couple weeks so gonna be a lot of fun and uh, and we appreciate them speaking of them rod we do have our daytona 500 contest 
I'll pop it up here on the YouTube. Um, super, super simple. Go over to our YouTube, NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Very easy to find. Click the subscribe button. Grab a screenshot of being subscribed. You click on the form. It's in our pinned tweet. It's in our pinned Facebook message. Uh, I think it's pinned in the Discord as well. Uh, click on the form. Submit that picture, name, email, and pick your Daytona 500 winner. Simple as that. $100 and $100 SGPN merch store gift card to the winner. Uh, again, if we have a tie, we'll break that on the show afterwards. Um, but yeah, real real easy. Great contest. And then Fantasy Leagues, there's also multiple options uh, available over in the Discord. You can pop over there for the details or, or hit me up or hit Rod up and we'll get you set up with those. I think for a tie, we're going to have you uh, tape yourself riding a tricycle for 100 yards and uh, and a stopwatch as with it's going. Stopwatch. Yeah, the <laughs> fastest 100-yard tricycler uh, gets you know gets uh, gets yes. the prize. Uh, see the SGP and NASCAR Gambling Podcast for uh, details on this. Yeah, that that's <laughs> going to be. There's your little disclaimer. I, I guarantee you that that legally can't happen, but yeah, I don't for, care. for tie-breaking disclaimer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to be it. determined later. Uh, all right. Well then, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and move on till tomorrow and, and where we start giving you our picks. And again, like uh, Cody said, our buddies over at DraftKings are, are telling us that there'll be, uh, some more for us to, to do when we wake up in the morning. So that'll be perfect. We'll be able to give you some, not just outrights, but, uh, some of the prop markets as well. So keep an ear open for that one. Obviously we'll probably go live for that one. Uh, sorry, we didn't go live this time. Schedule just sort of yeah. didn't lend itself yeah. to, but. It'll happen every now and then, but for the most part, we are doing live on YouTube. So again, you got to be subscribed to the channel, anyways, with the uh, the Daytona 500 contest, which you want to be in. So just click that bell, you get notified when we're live. And uh, yeah, oh man, it's gonna be our first pick show live. It's gonna be exciting. I'm go. Oh, hey, I'm so. Oh, it's here, Rod. It's race week. Let's fucking go. I can't oh, even. I, I cannot even. The Niners are in the Super Bowl. We've got race oh, yeah, week. You got the. Oh man, I was just. All day yesterday, I was watching your Twitter feed, and I'm like, oh, God, is Rod going to make it through this weekend? Or, or How's the show going to be tomorrow? And then the Niners pull it out in the end, and I was excited. I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm a big, huge Niner fan now. Uh, cannot root for the Kansas City Chiefs. I live too much in the belly of the beast for that. Uh, they, you know, I don't need them trying to catch the Patriots dynasty. So the Niners can tie the Patriots at six rings, and that'll be all right. Hey, I tell you right, the the beginning part of that game, I really was resigned to the fact that this was going to be another NFC Championship game where I was going to be disappointed and I was going to cry. I had my gigantic beer that I was going through that I was like, I going to finish this now before the half before I, I, you know, but I, you know, listen, as a real football fan, you just sort of you you expect certain things, and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm obviously not giving up completely because I'm a Niners fan. There's no way I can give up, but like. I was just like, damn, this sucks. This is not this is not going to end well. And then, of course, you know, second half comes, and you're like, all right, let's go. We got a whole we got a whole second half. We can do this, and and they did it. So I'm pretty excited about that. I can't yeah, I can't understate that enough. That was pretty great. Well, uh, I think we'll definitely have some Super Bowl stuff worked into the show next week as we get prepped for Daytona. So stick with us for that too, because that'll be fun. They usually have crossover, so make sure that yeah, Daytona, oh, we'll definitely yeah. we'll definitely be doing crossover 500 Super Bowl bets. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll have some of our own shit too, just cause we can. <laughs> cause that's the way it is. Cause now, cause now we have the keys. The boss gave, the bosses gave us the keys and we're just going to friggin' run the car until it's, <laughs> they might regret that later, but we've got them for now. <laughs> Whatever. What, what the, the worst they could do is say, uh, well, let's not do that anymore. So it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. And I, I'm all Thank about you. that. So. 
If you learn nothing else in the military, it's that. <laughs> it's exactly that. So, uh, All right. Well, then, let's go ahead and get going, and then tomorrow we'll come back with our picks. Cody, in the meantime, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me over on the X, at Husker underscore Z. Find all my work over there. I got a shit ton of stuff out for sportsgamblingpodcast.com right now, so more stuff coming out later today, more stuff this week. Check it all out. Appreciate it. And uh, oh, we're here. Tell a friend. Invite everyone to come listen to the show. Let's all go into this NASCAR season and, uh, and win some freaking money. It's race week. Let's go. I want your friend to tell two friends so they can tell two friends so that this gr- this show becomes the most dominant sports gambling podcast show in the NASCAR space. I only say that because I love you guys so much, and I want you guys to be, to be able to have this show uh, be on top for you guys. So, uh, All right. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio, everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's uh, in between media. Back Road about to kick off here pretty soon as well. It's race week, baby. Let's have some fun. Till next time, let's go racing and let it ride. So we are-